When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Crimson, and what would really help me out if you go to my YouTube channel, Crimson60620, and then pop up Crimson, and hit that subscribe button. Other than that, if you want to help me out, you can check out my Patreon page at Crimson60620 PS4 Gaming, and just thank you for listening. Welcome, friends, to another edition of Economic Update, a weekly program devoted to the economic dimensions of our lives. Job. All right, so this is actually a special one. This is a sign of a systemic decline. Now, at the time, Professor Wolf actually made this. Of course, he was talking about America. I make no bones about that. But in light of recent events, and because this is a commentary channel in I actually want to cover this video a while ago. We're going to actually use this to also see where we can find comparisons with um, a certain aggressive um, part country in our world community. Let's go. Jobs, debts, incomes, our own and those of our children. I'm your host, Richard Wolf. I want to begin by commenting on something I've commented on before. I have introduced over the last few months a notion that is relatively new to me, too. That U.S. capitalism, something that has been an ascendant reality in the world for quite a while, has come to a turning point. After 100 to 150 years of remarkable growth and expansion, it has peaked, and that we are now in a phase of considerable long-term decline. All right. So, if you don't know, capitalism sucks. And I'm just going to say it. Fucking capitalism sucks, because at some point... You cannot motherfucking squeeze any more money out of the bottom classes. At some point, you're going to be like, well, no more money. A lot of poor people. Oh, shit. They're getting pitchforks. And then you try to keep the system going, keep the, the system playing. Hey, let's try to make a get rich quick scheme. Like um, some sort of pyramid shaped object. Um, some pyramid scheme or something like that. Or, or, or how about, uh, um, yeah, uh, 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 something after like a guy named Pons, Ponzi. Ooh, why don't we create fake money and then say it's linked to a blockchain and now use that fake money to buy f- copies of digital receipts of pictures, which somebody like me can actually draw in like five minutes. But, you know, capitalism is not in decline, right? Right? I don't say that with any pleasure or with any sense of satisfaction. I say it because it's crucial to help us understand where we are and how we can make this phase of our existence as a nation and as a planet less dangerous and less frightening than it needs to be. Okay, let me give you then two statistics about a declining system. 
The first, something in the news these days that you all know about. One of the richest countries in the world has just lost two 20-year wars to two of the poorest countries in the world. Uh, and again, this is during the time of when was this video actually put out? Here. October the 18th of just place last year. And it was, of course, what happened with Afghanistan. Um, of course, you can see what ha- was happening with Iraq in that case. But, oh, we have a new challenger. We have Russia, which admittedly isn't a rich country, but it's military hardware rich. And it's going up against a small little neighbor to its, its side. And you know how the U.S. was embarrassed out of fucking Afghanistan? Well, the same way the Russians were, but, you know, they attacked a smaller country, a weaker country, and um, there was heavy fighting the first day. And then, you know, the weaker Trump countries moved back to the hills and fought a long, protracted war where yeah, the bigger, more powerful country was bled dry by a cut of a thousand deaths. But yeah, let's go. That cannot be coincidence. That cannot be happenstance. That's about fundamental changes going on around us that we would be better off thinking about and taking into account. The second statistic you likewise, I suspect, already know. The United States has roughly four to four and a half percent of the population of this planet. But even though we are one of the richest countries, and even though we have a well-developed medical system, we account for 20% of the deaths from COVID. These are remarkable statistics. So again, this is 20, this is 2021 October, and we have we we're number one in COVID deaths because we're acting like fucking COVID isn't real. And yeah, four percent, four to five percent, twenty percent of the fucking deaths. Because reasons. Some of it is our bullheadedness and pigheadedness of not wanting to act like a fucking pandemic is actually still real. But let's be honest. Poor people of all stripes couldn't go to the doctor. So they start buying fucking horse pace. And yes, I know ivermectin is not a horse pace. It's a human medicine. But most of the people that were buying it because they couldn't afford a doctor and they didn't want to be sick, they fucking bought livestock pace. But let's continue. We have the companies to make what it takes to cope with the virus. We have the trained personnel. We have much of what is needed, just like we have a highly developed military. But if your system is in a decline, then there are a thousand parts that are moving in ways you wish they didn't and produce outcomes you wish they didn't too. It's a sign of system decline. Let me turn then to the updates for today's program. I begin with an investment, an acquisition by one of the largest investment companies in the United States, Moody's. They're very famous for providing ratings of companies' debts and stocks. Moody's. They just made a purchase for $2 billion of a company you've probably never heard of. RMS. What does RMS do that led Moody's to spend two billion dollars? Um. Well, I can just tell you that um, a company just bought another shit company 
for about 70 billion or was it 68.9 uh, 68.7 billion um, of course they could have just made it 69 billion that would have been base um, of course I'm talking about the Microsoft purchase of fucking Activision Blizzard but let's go here's what RMS does it models climate change risks for businesses that are worried all around the world that climate change, climate disasters, you know, floods, droughts, fires, all those things we're all aware of now. How is it going to affect this business, that business? Is there a profit opportunity here I can exploit? Is there a cost I can avoid? RMS will tell you. And Moody's, guess what? They think that's a big business they want to be in on. So here's my comment. I mean, like, you guys, okay, so I know it was mentioned before, right? I know it was mentioned before that Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn is actually a good fucking game. Um, have you guys ever played that game and actually got some of the data points? Like, I, I I feel like I was one of those rare people that actually tried to piece together what happened before the world fucking ended because, I don't know, a giant tech billionaire um, wanted to prove that he's big and bad and unintentionally caused the fall of, you know, the eco-sphere. Um, yeah, yeah. But if you actually watched, like, played that game and got all the notes, um, yeah, you'll learn um, that uh, you'll learn that it was um, we had fucked the world up. Hold on one second. Now, this is actually something that I saw just today. And this is some of the shit that, um, that fucking, I guess, RMS or would actually do. But here, watch this shit. Um, okay, skip that. Check this shit out. Climate change could drive wildfires risk by 60 by 50 percent by the end of this by the end of the century global warming and changing lands uh changing lands used to set drive up the risk of extreme wildfires by 50 percent by the turn of the century the u.s nation's environmental program published wednesday which calls for a radical shift in government street blazes. Like, if imagine having a company that deals with this shit and how lucrative those profits could actually fucking be. $2 billion? Or they plan to make $50 billion from that shit. But let's go. In a capitalist system, we can't get together all of the businesses and all of the employees and our government to deal with a problem that confronts us all. Collective action around this subject very hard to come by. But meanwhile, individual companies want to be sure and spend big bucks to know how to avoid a cost and how to make a profit from the very disasters we as a community seem incapable of coping with. Tells you something about what a... Like, like just think about that shit. System. Think about that shit. There are companies that are literally bid, that are making business deals or saying like, hey, how can we... Make a profit off a fucking disaster. This is just this is just 
piss you off. This is literally should just piss you off because fuck capitalism. But let's continue. Does. I want to turn next to the infrastructure. You know, that bill that the Republicans and Democrats have been fighting over for months. But I want to talk about what's at stake. Infrastructure, roads, bridges, harbors, all of those things we probably don't think about, but which are crucial. And I want to make sure everyone understands how and why they're crucial. I'm going to take the example of roads. If you don't maintain your roads. So this is actually funny uh, because, you know, Biden was trying to trout his historic infrastructure bill that end up being like a way of giving like giving the power to companies to create toll roads roads for you and your family and charge you more to go to the jobs that we slave at the day before or the morning before he was supposed to go to this fucking Pennsylvania town a fucking bridge collapse that was just like yo fuck you we need to fix this shit and the fact that most of our infrastructure receives a grade of D or D plus. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Roads and bridges, as we have not done in the United States. Here's what happens. And engineers have done the work. The wear and tear on vehicles, cars and trucks is worse if the roads aren't maintained. Every one of those little bumps, every one of those little potholes does its job on your undercarriage, on your tires, on your axles, on your car. Engineers have estimated that the poor quality of American roads is costing every vehicle owner 300 bucks a year. Wow. Now, let me talk to you about that. Extra $300 is not just what you as an individual with your car have to pay, although it's quite a tax if you think about it, on you. But I want you to think about all the companies that can't compete in the world economy because they have a bigger cost than people in many other parts of the world who maintain their infrastructure. So this is actually pretty fucking, this is fucking pretty wild. Think about it. All those small business uh, businesses that may have had that extra money to go to, you know, hire new employees that the to maintain their vehicle, uh, they, uh, to upgrade their vehicle fleets, not just maintaining it. I don't know. The small streamers that can't put more money or time into their into their um, into their craft because they have to pay to fix shit. Oh no, no, no. That's just capitalism. But let's continue. So when they give an estimate of what it costs them to produce something, they have to take into account that the trucks will go more slowly, that they'll have to spend more money to maintain or replace their trucks and vehicles and vans. It all adds up and is a very self-destructive mistake. And that leads me to the next point. People are complaining it's such an enormous amount of money. It's an enormous amount of money because we haven't done it year in and year out. We've neglected our infrastructure. Had we done it along the way, which every sane person knows we should have done, it wouldn't have been this big amount of money we're now confronted with. And see, this goes to the point that Joe just said in the chat. The GOP has starved, has starved infrastructure. Starved order to spend money on fixing our roads because you you potholes and fucked up and see government doesn't work but yeah here we go let's go that's just a failure to understand what infrastructure maintenance means and so why have we been neglectful and the answer is it's our capitalist system it's really not hard to understand put yourself in the position of a politician any politician a mayor a governor a representative it doesn't matter here's what they're basically confronting people and businesses who want a lot of services 
and people and businesses who don't want to pay taxes to produce those services that they want. Putting the politician in an impossible position, you're judged according to the services you provide, and you're judged according to the taxes you don't collect. You know what the solution is. Partly it's borrowing money, which is why our governments are in debt beyond all words. The United States government is the biggest debtor in the world. But that's not the only solution. The other solution is, especially if you get criticized for having debts on top of everything else, is to just not do services where they won't be seen. That's called your infrastructure. Postponing the fixing of the road, postponing the redoing of the bridge, postponing the redigging of the harbor, whatever it is. It's built into our system to neglect it. And so here comes my sad commentary. Watching the Republicans and Democrats debate this bill is an exercise in pathetic. Why? Because the conservatives don't want to spend the money. Really? You want to fall even further behind the rest of the world by doing this? And the liberals, the Democrats, they want to spend the money. Well, it makes more sense to spend the money, but notice what neither of them is talking about. The system that produces the neglect. So even if the bill is passed and the Democrats spend a lot of money, nothing has been done to deal with a system that produces this neglect year in and year out. Here in New York City, we are constantly confronted with exploding water mains. And then the headline, the last time this water main was changed was 100 years ago. Oh, hello. That's why it explodes. It's an amazing. Oh, wow. Shit. Fuck. I was I was so good. I was on the rant. So I was saying that this is fucking crazy. 
everything that Russia is actually doing, uh, everything that the U.S. is doing, Russia is doing ten times worse. This is why you get a lot of the Soviet bloc countries, former Soviet bloc countries, that are rife with fucking, that are rife with fucking corruption, and basically Russia is a gas station that's ran by mob bosses. This is what's going on. This is why when you can't fuck and make commercial, uh, we, <coughs> excuse me, when you can't make up bullshit fucking fake products, then the only fucking choice you have is to invade other countries and take their shit. The whole system of capitalism is crushing. From economic crushing and plunder to literally war and plunder. But let's go. Amazing story in which you don't want to see the systemic problem. You just want to make a fix, even if it's late and even if it doesn't address the systemic problem. My third update for this part of the first half of our show has to do with population change, and it's quite important to America's economic future. The 2020 census results are now in. The white... Uh-oh, uh-oh, do they have to worry about the the, the great replacement or some shit like that? Uh-oh, this is... Uh-oh. ...population of the United States between 2010 and 2020 dropped by 8.6%, whereas the people of color rose, all of them, the biggest, the Hispanic, the second biggest, the Asian, and the third biggest, African-American. African-American modestly rose 5.6%, but white people dropped 8.6%, and Hispanic and Asian people rose in the double digits. All right, so I do want to say this, and I want to actually address those of you guys on the left who don't realize... When you see this shit, when you hear this shit, what happens is white people think, especially the scared racist ones, and I know I just said the same word twice, but especially the scared racist ones, they really think that people are trying to get rid of them. Now, no matter how fucking stupid us on the left think that is, this is a general fear. Now, granted, like, most of it is just that you know, more people are fucking whoever the fuck they want to fuck, and it's just becoming very, very difficult to say, oh, this is a white person, not in the sense of there be murder, there's just that they like some fucking that they enjoy, but they're scared of these people, most of the time, these people grew up with a fucking uh, uh, irrational fear that if, if, if the colored people you know, they if they get the same power that we have, then they're going to treat us like we we treat them. And th- th- this is why I push back against so many black people who say, "Oh yeah, no, we you better be lucky we want fucking equality, not revenge." No, all they hear is you want revenge. So stop that shit. Oh, okay, Betty ran over. Let's go. Everything is changing. Let me give you an example: Texas. If you divide this population this way, roughly 40% of Texas is white, 40% of Texas is Hispanic, and 20% of Texas is black. Think about that and what that means. You can be sure the political parties in this country are thinking very hard about this. That's why they're doing a lot of fucking uh, voter suppression. But let's continue. You know what? Political parties are coalitions. At the top of both Republicans and Democrats are big corporations and our richest people. They're minorities in this society. Most of us are employees. We're neither rich, nor do we run corporations, nor do we own them. 
in order for them to keep control of this society, either of those two parties, they have to build coalitions with the mass of people. The Republicans have traditionally built it with businessmen and women, white people, religious people. You all know this. The Democrats have tilted more towards unions, towards employees, towards people of color, towards women, and so on. But when the population changes, the parties scurry. The Republicans are terrified. They've built an alliance around white, and white is shrinking. What are they going to do? Well, you can see what they're doing. Two things. That's the strategy of the Republicans. Number one, get more of those shrinking white people to vote. Get them very excited. Get them riled up. Get them to be fearful that as they become a minority, they may get treated by the new majority the way they treated minorities. See, what did I say? What did I say? The last 200 years. And the second thing Republicans are doing is cutting back voting by those people who might not vote Republican. It's across the country. And the Democrats, if I had time, are doing their share. The country is divided because of a desperate rush by these political parties to try to cope with a changing population that may shift our politics in fundamental ways. We've come to the end of the first part of today's show. And as always, I want to thank all of you whose support makes this show possible each week. So we've come to the end of the stream tonight because currently, if you don't notice, my fucking sinuses are starting to get inflamed and I am fucking tired and I have to work tomorrow. But anyway, guys, I do want to say thank you for watching this video clip. And I, I want to actually circle back to this one uh, because, yeah, like this is this is not just in the U.S. Oh, fuck. I, I'm gonna rant. So, so we're, we're gonna actually close this off right now, now um, because this isn't just this just isn't just here in the U.S. This is across the fucking globe, and we do need to actually address this. And quite frankly, guys, this is something where um, you see the fucking uh, uh, yeah, no, I fixed it. I fixed it. Um, but you see this shit and it's just like, it's sad and different countries are handling this the different kind of ways. So fuck if, if here in us, they play to more of a racist crowd and the country is more divided. If fucking Russia is ultra nationalism and fucking Nazism, like literally Russia is turning into the new version of the fucking third Reich or the fourth Reich, whatever the fuck it is. And now you just see it across the fucking globe. And I'm sorry. Some of this shit has to do with our dwindling resources. But some of it is just people want to contain power. But anyway, guys, I'm going to cut this off. Look for more videos out on my YouTube channel. Um, God damn. Thank you guys for watching. And um, let's call it a day. Take us away, Richard.